back and this is my review for the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. In this episode, um, we didn't get like a lot of heavy focus on Erica, which is good. I mean, obviously the conversation is up, you know, constantly it comes up, but it's not drawn out as much. Uh, at least in this episode, it has not been, you know, Erica's, you know, she's her position now is she's already said a few different things about Tom, right? She's talked about Tom and now he's treating her, started treating her like an employee. She has moved out. And now she wants to start getting her house as small as it is in in order. So she's, I guess at this point in time, it's around Christmas and she is um, getting her house together and she's out with Renna and Renna's gets a chance to ride in this brand new Range Rover. Now they're still, Renna's still kind of shady about this Range Rover like the rest of the ladies were, because I guess it's just not up to par as a high-end uh, vehicle, but Range Rovers are really nice. They ain't cheap. They ain't cheap. But you know, um, you know, Erica's like, yeah, I, you know, I just want to go kind of do a little Christmas shopping, buy a little, you know. I didn't take everything out of Tom's house, of course not. The stuff that you did take, Erica, it, it wasn't cute. Tom's house looked horrible. It looked like a bachelor pad. I, I just didn't see anything that would show me that Erica actually lived in that mansion. It looked dark and old furniture. It just didn't look good. But anyway, they're at this little store and they're buying new furniture and they are still talking about or are talking about a situation that Renna, not so sure she's comfortable with, is regarding Renna's daughter. I forget what her name. I think it's Amelia. She is dating this guy named Scott Kissick, I think. Um, Based on their uh, thing, uh, I guess Amelia is quite young and Scott's like at least 10 years older, if not older than, much older than Amelia. Um, he is the father of three kids by one of the Kardashians, I think. Um, I don't know which one, Courtney, Chloe, I, I don't know. Um, I don't watch the, I don't keep up with the Kardashians, obviously. You know, if you hear about it on different little news clips and stuff like that, okay, but. Yeah, so she's concerned about the fact that he's so much older and he already has three kids. It's not sitting pretty with Renna. Renna's not comfortable uh, with that situation. And, you know, of course, Erica's like, well, I mean, hey, I was 28 and Tom was like, what, at the time, like, what, 58, something like that? Um, you know, so I get it. You know, she said um, she was telling Renna, like, look, I wouldn't really you know, try to force the situation or, I mean, not force it, but I wouldn't really try to put pressure on her to not want to date him. She's an adult. Let her make her own decisions. And when it comes to dating, she will, you know, there are going to be times when she might get hurt. That's part of the growing up thing. So Erica wasn't against it, of course, because she was in a situation, still is. She is married to a much older guy. Um, I think he's in his 80s now or whatever. So, yeah. So anyway, um, Kyle is looking to have like uh, this dinner party at wherever, some fancy restaurant. Um, I guess because this is still, this is like December 2020. And if uh, I guess the city's going to be going on another shutdown really soon at this time. So during COVID, you know, there were different shutdowns with all the different cities, meaning that the only thing you really can do is go out and, you know, get your essentials and all of that, but you really couldn't go out and do anything. So you'd be stuck in the house. So 
um, they're, I guess they're predicting another shutdown is coming soon. So this is going to be their time to get together and chit chat and all that good stuff. Um, so let's get to Garcelle. Garcelle has been um, seeing this dating coach. So she's been going out with a few different guys. She's a little apprehensive. Uh, she's on a dating site. And one of the things Garcelle said is, is, is problematic is people, you know, she has to keep convincing people like, yeah, this is really me. This is actually, you know, I, this is Garcelle Boutet and all of that. I'm really, you know, out here in the dating scene. And she talked to her boys uh, about, the, you know, what if, you know, the possibility of getting married again and how they feel about that. And one of the twins, you know, he was like, oh, he doesn't like that. <laughs> he doesn't want her to get married uh, anymore. Like, you don't need to get married. And I don't even think he wants her dating, to be honest. I guess he figures, and how are these boys, 14, 15 years old? I guess he figured mom can just be dateless and just, you know, love on us. And that should be sufficient. I, I child. The other son was kind of like looking and laughing, but, you know, Garcelle's like, well, it's not like I'm planning on getting married anytime soon, but I do like the idea of being married and I would one day like to be married again. You know, I would hope to find love. So it was really cute to see their interaction and, and how they're, you know, they're so protective, especially that one son, he's very protective of his mom and all of that. And uh, later on the episode, we, um, this is when all the ladies that got together and Garcelle was talking about her. Well, you know, I'll get to that in a minute. So let me see what else is going on. So uh, I think I did. Let me see. So Rena is dealing with the whole situation with Amelia and the dating thing. Kyle has, um, you know, she's going to do a little dinner and surprising Portia, who is the youngest daughter, that her the sister that lives in DC that's going to college in DC is going to be actually coming to visit, and it's a surprise. And we we see this whole montage of how Portia and that sister are so close, and when they took her away to college, how Portia cried the whole way there, and all of that. I'm like, ooh, is that actually normal? I mean, I know that she loves her sister and they have this close connection, but that seemed a little abnormal. And child, okay, so they having dinner. And um, the sister shows up and she's outside like um, on their patio. She can't come in because she you knows she wants to quarantine for a couple of days before she comes in with the family, which is good, good precaution. Remember, this is still 2020 at the time. So it makes sense. And Portia, I'm telling you, she has a major breakdown. It's like, girl, what is really happening here? I, I just did not understand what was going on. It just didn't make any sense. Portia was, I mean, that little girl, I thought she was having a nervous breakdown. She really was crying, screaming. She was shaking. I don't know, think that's normal. I was a little concerned. I was a little concerned. I know she loves her sister, but ooh, that was a bit much. That, that, that was just a lot. So we see uh, Crystal, she's getting ready and she's getting her makeup done and she's talking about, she teases, I guess the um, the housekeeper, she was like, oh, I'm, the housekeeper made some brownies and I guess she was like, oh, I don't really like to eat. And then she's like, oh, well, I mean, I do eat. I think Crystal has an issue with body positivity, her own body. Um, Crystal is a tall um, Chinese woman. She's tall. 
And she all she talked about, you know, they showed pictures. She said, I was always the chunky one. I don't think she was chunky. I think she just had, you know, but she was definitely as far as the build of most a lot of Chinese women, they're usually very petite and she wasn't petite. So I guess that's why she felt a little self-conscious about her body image. But um, she didn't have no problem eating the brownies because she went right ahead and was eating those brownies and all of that. She was getting the makeup and the hair done and you know, she's getting ready to go over to wherever this, this place is and all of that. And, you know, she, um, she's feeling a little apprehensive about meeting up with the ladies. She's still not in a good place with, um, uh, Sutton. She really isn't. She's not in a good place with Sutton. And we already can predict that it was going to be a problem when she saw Sutton again. So, okay. So they get to the venue and Renner brings up to all the ladies about her daughter, dating Scott Kissick and what do they think about it? And I mean, they're, you know, Kyle didn't like it. Garcelle was like, well, I don't like it, but don't try to, you know, make any ways with that situation. Um, you know, we already know how, uh, what's her name, Erica, how she feels. Kathy Hilton was like, well, look, I understand I've got two daughters and one in particular who's been in the public eye. So dating another public person ain't an easy task. At, it, that in itself is hard. And so I understand what you're going through. She didn't really give an opinion about what to do, but she was like, I understand. I can relate. I totally get it. So I don't know what Renna, Renna's, you know, I guess her whole storyline now is going to be dealing with her daughter and her daughter dating Scott Kissick, whom she's not sure what to think about that. When you see a person, when a person says something like, I'm not sure what to think about something, when it comes to making a decision, do you like this or you don't like this? Usually it leans more towards they don't like it. With Rena not wanting to say much, but she's talking about it, she's bothered by it, she's not liking the situation. She's not comfortable. That's just really clear. So, okay, so they sit down, they get ready to have dinner. And for whatever reason, well, it was a joke. Kathy Hilton has these has dry humor, honey. Kathy Hilton referenced, um, she referred to Dorit as the English woman or something like that. And Dorit was like, I'm not English. My husband PK is, but I'm not English. And Kathy was like, yeah, okay. It was really, a, like I said, very dry humor. Dorit, I don't think caught it. And I think she was a little bothered. And Erica just chimes in. Child, she is from Connecticut. She is damn sure not. No, Dorit, you know, Dorit has this odd accent. I don't even know where it would be from. It's kind of like it's English, but then it's like East Coast. I don't know what it is. But <clears throat> Kathy was being funny and Dorit didn't quite catch the shade at first. It was like a delayed reaction of catching what Kathy was really saying. Kathy was mocking the fact that this girl got this funny sounding self-made accent because I don't know. So that's really what that was all about. So I guess we get down to this conversation about, here we go again, uh, with Sutton and Crystal. Sutton wants to clear her name, okay? And Sutton is like, you know, once again, she said, I think, you know, because Sutton didn't get the apology she was looking for when they were at Crystal's house. So now Sutton is, you know, really feeling bothered by, you know, being told that 
she was violated, you know. Sudden was like, that's such a strong word. It's very disparaging to my character. And I have to protect my character and who I am and all of that. And Crystal never did apologize. Crystal then goes on to recite the um, Webster's definition of what violation means. Then she tried to downplay it as if I it's not that big of a deal. It, it, it wasn't meant to come across as a big deal. And Dorit is saying, well, that's not true because the way you've explained it, that's exactly how you brought it. Like she violated your space, your privacy. You made it a big deal. You So to downplay it doesn't make any sense, which is true, Dorit. And it is a big deal because again, Crystal doesn't like Sutton. So she is going to constantly use that against Sutton. Sutton is trying to get something that she's just not going to get. We need to dead this issue, but as in Real Housewives of Beverly Hills fashion goes, they're going to drag this out and just add more things and drag it out. So Sutton, you know, saying that she needs to clear her name and, you know, protect her character and all of this. And these ladies are getting into this big discussion about what violation is and what it isn't and all of that. All Sutton really wanted in that moment was for Crystal to own up to the fact that she used a word that wasn't the best word to use or the correct word to use to describe the situation. That's all. But Crystal is insistent on, she said, well, think how you want to think. I'm not changing. I don't, I'm not taking it back that I used that word because I meant it. So things are never going to, you know, we're never going to get on the right page when it comes to Sutton and Crystal. It's just not going to happen. They're not going to see eye to eye. They, uh, Sutton is looking for, you know, um, understanding and comfort and apology from Crystal. She's not going to get it. And I told y'all that from the beginning of the season, Crystal is non-apologetic and she's very, very passive aggressive. And that's how she was treating Sutton at the table. Sutton realizes it, but Sutton is like, I really don't feel comfortable. I wouldn't feel comfortable with someone using that. I understand what it means, but it's such a strong negative word violation of your rights, violation of your privacy, violation of your space. You know, it's just, it's, it's not a good thing. And to say that someone has violated someone that you're, you're really at the cusp of just calling them out to be, like she said, creepy and, um, someone who is not of good character. And this is what Sutton is trying to fight against. And Crystal is refusing. She understands what Sutton wants, but she's refusing to give her what she wants. So that really is um, the summation of what this episode was about. We got the Amelia Dayton Scott Kissick situation and with Miss, you know, uh, Lisa Renna not comfortable. Um, I don't know how her, I think what she said, I don't know if Harry was like okay with it or I'm not really sure. Um, then we got uh, Kyle and Dorit still, kind of. Um, with, you know, Kyle not respecting Dorit's, you know, presence. As far as when Dorit's saying something, she is long-winded, but Kyle liking to cut her off and all of that. You know, Kyle tries to stay under the fray. She really does. So does Lisa Renna, if you watch this. Notice that people that actually have big problems, like Crystal and Sutton have problems with each other, 
Okay, so they're their own storyline. Dorit doesn't really have a storyline right now, but she'll get in the weeds. We know what Erica's storyline is. We un we undoubtedly know what her storyline is. Um, Lisa Renners is her daughter's, and then we got Kyle with really nothing going on. She always tries to fly underneath the radar, but like to stir the pot with everybody else as as, as opposed to revealing things going on in her life. She likes to keep that real private if you notice it. But anyway, that's the whole episode. I'm looking forward to next week. We're going to get a little bit more of Erica. And because we know we heard in at least yesterday, Erica is going to in real time, because this is from last year, but in real time, Erica is going to testify against her husband. And my guess is this. I think that she was given a deal that if she did, because she she's married to him, she doesn't have to testify against him. But I think she was given a deal and the deal probably uh, me. I don't know what the deal is, but it probably keeps her from going to prison is what I'm guessing. But we'll soon find out. That is my review for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Talk to you guys later. Peace.